Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Something Borrowed podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Amanda. And we're your hosts. Today, we're chatting about some funny listener-submitted wedding stories, as well as unique ideas we've seen for weddings. All right, well, welcome to the podcast today, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Just some housekeeping as we start off. We have been really... uh, sporadic with this, but we're going to try to um, put our podcast business hats on and just kind of have a little call to action up front. So first of all, thank you so much to all of you who have been with us. We cannot believe we're on episode 13. I remember recording the first two episodes in one night We got a little silly as midnight (laughs) and then passed us by. Um, But I just feel like when we came up with this idea and we started, it was just like, I couldn't even fathom getting to like episode 10. And here we are approaching episode 15. And it is so much fun. I just love getting to do this and putting it out into the world and hearing from people who are listening. So if you are out there and you are listening, like just know that we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us each week. Um, we love when you send us a text or message us on Instagram or even in person. Um, let us know what you you think, and please do let us know what you think. Like we are really open to continuing to shape this podcast and refine it as we kind of get our feet under us. Um, and so we really, really value your thoughts and opinions. Um, and feedback. Um, So along those lines, if you have been with us and you have not yet subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, uh, that is the first thing that we are going to just ask you to do for us. Um, We are in the process of really trying to figure out how do we grow something borrowed? How do we gain more of an audience? How do we expand and, and reach more listeners, potentially brides that we can hopefully help in their wedding planning process um, or aspiring vendors or vendors who are looking to connect to the greater wedding uh, vendor world or just listeners who enjoy this type of storytelling. Um, so subscribing and building a, a dedicated, dedicated subscriber base is huge for podcasts. Um, the other thing that will help us immensely is if you can lead us a rate, leave us a rating and review. Um, I going back to the Enneagram as an Enneagram too, I hate asking for help. So, um, this is so uncomfortable (laughs) for me, but it is truly as we are avid podcast listeners ourselves, we know that the only way podcasts can survive is thanks to their listenership. And so your support through ratings and reviews is, is just immense for the growth of this show. Um, so please, if you can just take a minute this week to do that, that would be amazing. Um, the other thing, our last point of action <laughs> is just to, um, continue engaging with us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Again, that Instagram app, Instagram algorithm is a little tricky <laughs> to navigate as a business account. And, um, we are just trying to make sure that our stories and our posts are showing up in your feeds. We love when we get, to post polls and things to stories and see kind of the pulse of um, our followers there. And so if you, you know, when you see our post, just give it a little double tap and like it or leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts on the episode. Um, We always post pictures when we do a wedding story interview. So you can always go to our Instagram um, to see pictures from those weddings. Uh, We try to always do either stories or a a feed post when we do our AB conversations and our vendor. Um, When we do our vendor roundup, we have their like um, 
rapid fire pictures and things like that there. So all of that is always on our Instagram and we love engaging with you there and more, even more than just helping us grow. We just love, um, knowing that there's people on the other side of this and getting to hear your thoughts and and creating like a conversation with you. So all that said, that's our business housekeeping stuff. I will try to make it more brief in the future, but thank you. Thank you. And, um, today we have just some kind of fun stuff to talk about. Um, we have a really great little chat with Lauren, um, and a listener submitted question about just making your wedding unique. Um, and along those lines, we have some fun stories to share that we've gathered, um, as well as just some fun things that we've seen, on Instagram and that we will share in our stories that are unique and different and just kind of add a little spark to the day. So to kick us off today, Amanda, um, let's talk about our monthly pro planning tips for this coming month. What do you got? Yeah, definitely. So um, my planning pro tip from this past month um, is honestly a little bit less specific than ones I've had in the past. But my planning pro tip is just to, how do I say this? Go with your gut when it comes to making the people you love feel special. And I say this because um, I had two different life events in the last month. One of them was a bachelorette for a relative who I love. And one of them was AJ, my brother's 30th birthday, your husband. And so when it came to the bachelorette, I knew right off the bat when the engagement happened that we needed to get all the women in our family together and do something special. And that it was going to be worth the time. It was going to be worth the money. It was going to be worth the extra effort to have little extra surprises throughout the weekend. And without going into too much detail and spinning off on a tangent, it was 100% worth it. And then for my brother's 30th birthday, I I, I would like to do an episode in the future on one of these chats, maybe coming up to Christmas where we talk about gift giving in general because this is like mm-hmm. a challenge for me and I think it's yeah. something fun to plan when you don't have um, necessarily like an event to look forward to. I look forward to um, what I'm going to be gifting someone soon and my yeah. calendar, I have like a monthly calendar and on the side of it, it's all the gifts I need for the next month. So I'll have like in August, like AJ's 30th birthday, Betsy's birthday, my uh, father-in-law's birthday. And so I'm thinking from the beginning of the previous month about what I'm going to be getting. And I like agonized over what to get AJ for his birthday because it just felt like a big deal and felt like he needed to be celebrated and feel special. And so we ended up renting him a Tesla for the day, which was super fun And it was one of those things where my husband and I were kind of like, I don't know, is and my mom like, is it worth it? Should we do it? And I was like, you know what? Let's just go with our gut. Like we know this person, we love them. Let's go with our gut and and make them feel special. And it it felt worth it to me. So that's my 
Yeah. And he really loved it. Like, I think it was just a really fun gift that he really enjoyed. So you are a fantastic gift giver. I always feel very pressure, much pressure when I am gifting something to you because you're just so thoughtful and creative in your gift giving. Um, and I, so I think that would be a really great episode. Well, and to I was going to say that comes from my mom and my aunt. And so I don't know if they would ever be willing to join us, but I would love yeah. to have them talk with us about that sometime. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, so my planning pro tip is um, kind of related to AJ's birthday. I really – we had talked months ago about what to do for his birthday and – Um, we had like kind of thrown out the idea of going away for the weekend. And I thought about like, do I do like a party for, he threw me like a surprise cookout with all of our friends and stuff when I turned 30. And so I really struggled with what do I do? And eventually I just ended up having a conversation with him and asking him like, what do you want? And I think a, when you're throwing a party for someone, just really knowing that person and thinking about like what is their ideal celebration look like, um, and then the second part of this tip is to just enlist the help of other people who love them. So I eventually like I sat down with AJ and I said, you know, it's your birthday, you're going to be thirty. What is an ideal thirtieth birthday party look for, like for you? Here are some ideas that I've had. Um, what sounds good? And he was just like, I just want something low key in the backyard with a bonfire. And so that's what we did. And I think he really enjoyed it and he felt celebrated and it was a good, just low key, perfectly him kind of celebration. Um, and then enlisting like your mom's help, your help. She had said like, do you want to decorate? And I was like, he probably doesn't really care about that, but she's like, but it would be fun. So like she took care of like decorating everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I took care of like food and things like that. So just playing into people's strengths and like letting people help you do the celebration, um, is really important. So being able to delegate or just hand things off can really help you, especially if it's like a crazy time outside of that celebration. Like for me, it's just still a really crazy time of year with school starting and everything. And so, um, still being in that first month back, Mm -hmm. it was really nice to have to have help even thinking through things. So that would be my, my pro tip. Yeah. Planning into people's playing into people's strengths is huge too. And like, um, that came, that totally was evident with the bachelorette kind of weekend that we had, because it was, I think eight women on, in our family, um, you weren't able to go, but you helped us like pick out an Airbnb and like made spreadsheets comparing them. And that's totally like something that you're great at. And then, um, some people helped bring different meals and some people, um, helped plan like decorations for like a party night. And so yeah. everyone kind of had a role and that just makes it more fun. Too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So switching gears, we have kind of two short main segments today. And the first one is um, some wedding mishap stories. Um, and these, most of these are listener submitted. I, I think I have one, um, just a funny one from my own experience, but, uh, we have a couple, I think maybe five, um, that were listener submitted and just fun. So, 
should we just kind of run through them and give our commentary? Give our thoughts. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So the first one is um, kind of just a short little note about um, working at a wedding. This person was working at a wedding where the ring bearer fell asleep on the bride's train during the <laughs> ceremony, <laughs> which I – okay. As a photographer, wouldn't you love that moment? Oh, my gosh. The kids <laughs> – I didn't have kids in my own wedding and now as a photographer, I love kids at a wedding because they're always just great for photos or just funny. I love when like a kid gets halfway down the aisle and freezes and the parent who's not in the bridal party is like panicking at the end of the aisle because they're trying to coax them down. And then like they do the like 180 and start going the other way and just they're so unpredictable and it's chaotic every time and it's great. Yeah. And everybody laughs. So, yeah. (laughs) So funny. Um, So the second one here, Uh, the maid of honor at this wedding was just like a really nervous, she was a nervous wreck. Um, From the rehearsals, the actual wedding, at one point she accidentally closed the trunk of the car on the bride's dress and got grease on the dress. Um, Luckily, they got most of the grease out. But then as she was coming down the aisle, she dropped the groom's ring and mouthed to the officiant that she lost the ring when she got to the front of the church. So the officiant took his own wedding ring off to use in the ceremony. And then during the opening prayer, the coordinator crawled around on her hands and knees down the back aisle and she found the ring. And like... It's like you have one job to do as the maid of honor, and that is like to hold the fort down. Like you need to be the sea of calm. And this one was not. So. That's honestly so funny. so funny. Like I can't imagine why. I've never been a maid of honor. I can't imagine why you would be so nervous. I know. Unless, unless this is common, like this person is always losing stuff and wrecking stuff. Oh my gosh. It's so oh funny. my gosh. Do you think like you're the bride there and you're like aware of what's happening and thinking, I picked this wrong, the wrong person to be next to me today? Or are you just like blissfully unaware? It seems well, like this is a maid of honor who's not subtly like losing her crap. But the coordinator and the officiant, I mean, the officiant's like taking off his ring and using it. I mean, that's pretty swift. Like, yeah. So maybe the, they, the vendor team kind of covered it up. Well, hopefully. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But then uh, are you also like, wait a second, didn't we pick out a silver ring for you as you're putting like a gold (laughs) ring on your husband's finger? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess they had to. I guess they had to realize that the ring was handed to them not by the maid of honor. Yeah. Well, you're just thinking <laughs> like hopefully, hopefully they didn't spend a ton of money on the groom's ring because that oh could gosh. be gone forever. Yeah, that's a crazy one. A really crazy yeah. one. Um, yeah. So is this though. So mm, this one's good. This is a, another vendor talking about the flowers never arrived for a wedding that they were the planner at. And they didn't even like piece it together in the scheme of what was happening until like 20 minutes before the wedding. (laughs) 
So they ran to the grocery store and made some quick bouquet of roses from the grocery store for the bride to carry. (laughs) And apparently what happened was the flowers were delivered, but to the wrong church. (laughs) So um, that's like, I feel like for the florist, that's the worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and as like the coordinator too, you're like, uh, how did I miss like that when you miss something, you're like, oh, how yeah. did I miss that this isn't here? You know, like that's a pit in your stomach kind of moment. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. And I think this was like a like a while ago. Um, so now if you have a florist who's like supposed to be doing some big like altar arch and like it's gonna be there five hours before, yeah. you probably would be less likely to miss it. But if you're just like right. having someone drop off bouquets, I could see where right. like that's more likely to happen. Yeah, um, totally. But this also reminds me of, and we might have even talked about this in an episode before, but we have a friend whose videographer went to the wrong venue and missed. Oh, yeah. The, that's pretty right. much until like halfway through the, the entire reception. Ceremony. Yeah. 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 So it does happen. Yes. <laughs> yep, it does. And he was like just getting started. That is not how you want to start. Yeah. (laughs) I can't imagine. Yeah. Ouch. Um, Okay. So this next one, beach wedding mishaps. (laughs) So basically short and sweet, outdoor weddings and unity candles do not mix. (laughs) Everyone just watches the preacher try to keep the candle lit. (laughs) It's so true. Or like you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to fall and everything's going to catch on fire. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. one of those things where – well, I'm not a huge beach person in general. So yeah. I feel like just the thought of like having – being out there and there's sand blowing mm-hmm. everywhere, it yeah. just doesn't sound pleasant to me. But yeah. pictures could look beautiful. Also, I don't know the last time I've seen someone do candles. Yeah, it's not as common anymore, I don't think, as it used to be. We just were at the beach for just a day – AJ and I, and we saw a beach wedding taking place. And I, it was like the bride and groom weren't out yet, but everybody was like sitting and waiting. And I just, it was so like, anytime you're on the beach, it's going to be windy. And we like, were watching it kind of get set up. And I was like, oh my gosh, everybody has like shoes on. Like, that's the worst. You have like (laughs) shoes full of sand. Like getting on off the beach yeah. and stuff. And and it was yeah. in Rehoboth, Delaware, during Labor Day weekend. So like it's not like oh you have gosh. any privacy on that beach. Like pe- yeah. we literally walked between the wedding and the ocean and with you know, <laughs> space and stuff, but there's people like sitting in their <laughs> beach chairs, like you know, 20, 30 feet away with their umbrella and stuff. And then there was a lifeguard stand not far from the wedding where the wedding was set up and a couple was just leaning up against the lifeguard stand watching. Literally it could not have been more than like 12 feet from the the last chair in the row. And this couple was just like in their bathing suits standing (laughs) up against this beach chair or this lifeguard chair watching the wedding. And I was like, now that's awkward. (laughs) (laughs) The audacity to be like, we're just going to stand here and watch this. That's so funny. funny. Um, Okay. So the next one was, a wedding where they were supposed to release butterflies as they left the ceremony. Oh, oh. 
someone you forget where for- this one was going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is dark, people. <laughs> someone forgot to take the butterflies out of the hot car. <laughs> no. <laughs> so when they opened the door for the butterflies to come mm, out to release them, butterflies. only like three sick looking butterflies <laughs> made their way out. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. horrifying. Like, okay, here, here's the thing. It's 2022. Leave live animals out. <laughs> Don't like bring in doves, leave them go. Don't throw Mm-mm. things that birds could eat and die from. Just leave live animals out of it. Except I guess your pet if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the poor butterflies. That's Rest horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Um okay. This was my own and I was just thinking trying to think of like funny things we've encountered uh in shooting weddings. So this is at a um golf course and we were doing the like the bridal party photos and Sometimes like just for fun to get some movement in or whatever, like I usually will have like the bridesmaids link arms and walk and like laugh at each other. And this was like a really fun group of guys. So I was like, Hey, like just kind of get into a bunch and like run towards me. Like don't charge me. Don't like whatever, but just run towards me and whatever. Just have fun. And so like jog, right? So they do I was standing like right at the edge of like a stone wall that was maybe like a foot tall. So they saw that there was a wall there with probably a good, I don't know, four foot drop behind me. And I thought, I don't need to tell them to stop, (laughs) but evidently I did because the groom and only the groom continued straight over the wall. Oh my gosh. Was this before or after the ceremony? This was, oh, I think it was after. I don't think they did a first look, but he was fine. Thank thank goodness. (laughs) But he just (laughs) launched himself past me. And I think that there might be a second shooter like picture of me realizing that he had gone over the wall oh next to me. And I was like, oh my That's gosh, amazing. I don't know if my liability insurance will cover. If you can pull that picture from the abyss, I would like yeah, to Yeah, I'll that. have to look. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was shocking so, too. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so that's – those are the – crazy wedding stories that we have, but I feel like this is a bit I would like to do like on and off. If people want to send us stories as they have them, send them and we'll compile them and talk about them from time to time. This would also be like another good opportunity for Andrea, who we talked about last week, my other cousin to talk about. Oh my gosh. Her photos. Her very (laughs) unique wedding photo story. Um, We'll just keep, we'll just keep leaving that nugget in here until yeah. we get to actually talk to yes. her about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep teasing it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so next we have just kind of a compilation of some things. And these will all – we'll post these all to our stories and create like a highlight and stuff so you can see them um, there. But these are just some ideas and things like that that we liked and we saw on Instagram at some point. 
And they're just really fun, different, unique ideas. Um, a lot of them I had never seen before and just thought, oh, that's so just different, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of do the same thing, go back and forth. Um, Randomness. The- <laughs> yeah. That's what these convers- conversations are. Um, so the first one is from a, I think it's, she's a photographer, right? Taylor Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, I just thought this was great. So the bride and groom did a whole first look and then the bride actually changed dresses before the ceremony. So she, they did the first look and she had one dress on and then she came down the aisle in another dress. And the sweetest part yeah. about it is like the groom it's like a video. And so the groom is mouthing yeah. at her, that's a different dress. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, how <laughs> many dresses did you buy? And it's just so cute. And he's like, he, so she got that whole first look moment and the time with him and everything. But then she definitely got her like, wow moment walking down the aisle because the second dress is definitely a little bit more ornate and just bridal yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it's just really this cute. This is really a cool a very cool thing. Um, obviously, like budget has to permit, but I, I don't even necessarily feel like the first dress looked like – like there's a lot of dresses on like Amazon now that like look bridal and like, yeah, you know, you could use them for something like that and then save yeah. your, you know, yeah. your big dress for right. walking And like mile. if your groom does not have a super discerning eye <laughs> – like you probably would never know if you were wearing like a $30 Amazon like white because she kind of yeah. had like a white like sheath dress kind of deal yeah. on. And What is your opinion on when people do like a first look and it's like – maybe we've talked about this before and it's like the best man in a dress or like something stupid like that? Oh, oh. Mm, not a fan. <laughs> Have you ever shot something like that? No. I've never had anything like that happen. I just – I don't know. I mean, I think there's time in the wedding day that you can pull a prank or like do yeah. something funny. Like save it for your your toast and make your toast really like creative and funny yeah. or something like that. But that moment is just I don't know. Yeah. Don't ruin that moment. You I know? See, that's how I feel about it too. Like I, I don't think you should be irreverent in, like, the first look. I don't like when people are irreverent in, like, the kiss sometimes. Like, the bridal yeah. party wants to be silly. Um, yeah. But, like, there are other times, like, exiting the ceremony, entering the reception, pretty yeah. much at any point during the reception. Right. Right. Speeches. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, anyway, that just popped yeah. into my head. All right. So the next one – so we were discussing this before we started recording. And then you reminded me that one of our friends actually did this. Um, mm-hmm. But the bride and groom, when they were announced, this is from the Loverly um, Instagram page. Uh, they rode into their reception on a moped. And it's just like that, like unique reception entrance. So, I mean, obviously probably the most common unique one would just be that the like dancing into your reception doing like the, you know, poses or the, the football hike with the bouquet or whatever it is. Um, but then just something really fun. You just said football hike with a bouquet. Like it was a regular thing that happens. Oh my gosh. It's like, (laughs) what are you talking? (laughs) Like when a bride, it it could be a bride and groom or it could be like a groomsman and a, 
a thing, um, a bridesmaid, a thing, a groomsman, and a thing. No, a groomsman and a bridesmaid. <laughs> like they come in and the groomsman has the bouquet or it doesn't matter mm-hmm. really. It's usually the groomsman who has the bouquet and he like hikes the bouquet back to the bridesmaid. I see. Like it's a football. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then she's like, whoa, I caught it kind of thing. So okay. that is a total like common one. <laughs> um. Okay. So one of the other ones we saw um, is instead of having a sparkler exit, having sparklers mm-hmm. passed out at the beginning of the reception and everyone stands in a circle around the dance floor with their sparklers while the bride and groom do their first dance. Mm-hmm. This is really cute. I mean, it's it's probably super limited to like having an outdoor dance floor mostly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But very cool if you can do that. Yeah. I think the photos from the first dance must be really neat because yeah. having like a sparkler background to those photos or like your video and stuff um, would just be really, really Yeah, fun. that's really true. That would be great. Um, and it's like a little bit more use, honestly, than like you just running by. <laughs> At the end yeah. for right. the sparklers, which probably lasts right. like 10 minutes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next one is – okay, so this one is just crazy. This is not like a, a, anybody could incorporate into this into their wedding. But um, this was also from the Loverly uh, Instagram page. And it was – the bride and groom were both professional slackliners, which I don't really – I mean, I know what slacklining is, but I don't know how you become a professional slackliner. Like, where are you slacklining to be professional at that? But people are apparently. And they were both professional slackliners, and they got married on this thing called, like, the space net. And it is, like, a net that's super colorful, and it is suspended over a canyon that's, like – and the net itself is 400 feet in the air. And there's no like walls to it. They, they walked a slack line. I think they probably were harnessed, but they walked a slack line to get out to it. And it's literally just them and their like photographer or videographer or maybe both and the um, like person marrying them. And that's all that's out there on this slack line or on this net thing. But it is just insane. Literally cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> like. What are you doing? So crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I, I can't even <laughs> have like an objective reaction to that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the idea of like having something that's very unique to like your shared interests is cool. Um, who would agree to officiate that? Like who would Another agree professional slackliner, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That that's crazy. That one we definitely need to share photos of because you can't yeah. understand it unless you're no. looking at what yep. the heck we're talking about. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, the video, like the drone footage of it looks awesome, but it uh, I'd be pooping my dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but but seriously, like you're in like a full-length dress walking out on a thing like that. Yeah. That's yeah. even harder than doing it in shorts or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. think like most people at my college who slackline did it between like two trees and the line was like yeah, two, exactly. two inches off the ground. <laughs> That's the only slacklining I've ever seen. All. 
The next one is one I actually have seen a couple places lately. Yes. Which is um, pressed bouquets, Mm -hmm. uh, preserving your bouquet in acrylic. Yeah. So we saw this on pressed bouquet shops um, Instagram, but also uh, from the relative whose wedding we're going to soon – I saw that their florist proposal included the option just like their florist themselves would mm-hmm. um, offer this service. Yeah. So this is something that I think must be becoming more common. Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure you probably could have found this as an option when I got married. And I did um, silk florals anyway. Mm-hmm. So I have my bouquet. But had I done live flowers or real flowers. I wish I had known about this because they're just so, there's so many options and they're so pretty. And I think like they just make a really, like I honestly, it makes me want to just get a really cool bouquet and have them press it because it just looks. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Like find something like that because it's just such a cool piece to have. I've always been really into um, people having their, having um a bou- their bouquet painted into a painting. I saw this mm-hmm. before we yeah. got married. Um and I I was really interested in having that done, but just I mean, I could always still still do it eventually because you just need a picture of the bouquet. Right. Um but I I love that anything to to yeah, preserve that and actually like the the flowers we had going up the staircase at our wedding. The florist, um, Winsome Floral, she had someone um, draw it, like a sketch of that for her business. And I I still need to get that from her to hang because it's so cool. But anything you can do, whether it's preserving the actual flowers or a painting of them, is great, I think. Yeah, agreed. Um, Okay, this one might be one of my favorites. I just saw this the other day. And I think I saw it on – Loverly, but I think it's also on Green Wedding Shoes I just saw. So talk about changing your look for the reception. This bride cut her hair before the reception. So she had like – her hair was down like mid-back at least. And she had – I think she had it down for the the ceremony, like long Mm -hmm. curls, whatever. She cut it, like chopped it just below shoulder length, like a blunt cut. And – changed then into the sequined jumpsuit and the whole look just looked awesome. But I don't think she, her groom knew, like he looked completely surprised when she walked in (laughs) and she like, so like she has this like cute, like, like flippy kind of hair going on and it just looked adorable. So yeah. yeah, that I mean, it's so cute. I literally haven't had my hair trimmed in five years, so this makes me super <laughs> nervous for like someone to just do like that. Yeah, but if you're much more daring than me, that is very cool. Also, yeah. like if it won't take long, because that's not cool for your guests. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, and it was a pretty like again, it was just a straight across blunt cut, so I can't imagine yeah. it took long. But yeah, very very cool. Kind of um, move yeah. there. The last one is from Green Wedding Shoes, but um, it's something I've definitely seen a few places, mm-hmm. which is taking wedding photos at the place where you first met. Um, mm-hmm. So the example was in a supermarket, and like they show you in the reel, you see like 
the shots that they got. And like, it's, yeah. they're very cool. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's a cool and unique thing. I feel like, um, not that like I'm against it, but you see a lot of like people at Chick-fil-A after their wedding <laughs> or like yeah. people at Target. Yes. Um, so if it's like a place that like everyone is doing this, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's just my own like hang up, maybe not so cool, but somewhere like very different or like I'm thinking like my parents met working at a movie theater. Like how cool would it be to have pictures yeah. at like a movie theater somewhere yeah. different Yeah, would be awesome. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think like the their particular pictures at the supermarket were really cute. Like a couple of pictures of like him pushing her in a shopping cart. Like she's in the basket of the shopping cart and stuff and just like just fun, like very different than your typical yeah. like we're in a field or whatever kind of yeah. photos. Um but yeah, I mean, something fun like that would uh-huh. be also, but I do think about like the time. I feel like that's the kind of shoot you do like after the wedding, you get back dressed back up and go do that for fun or something. But because yeah, to take the time to go do that, too. Would be what's the logistics? I mean, yeah. I know, like I said, so many people. It's like I want a, a picture at the drive-through um, of Chick Fil A with a milkshake or like yeah. a lot of West Coast in and out pictures, yeah. but um, yeah. Man, to like get your photographer to drive out with you after the reception and do something like that yeah. sounds like a logistical nightmare. So um, the last one is something that I've seen like blow up all over the internet this month, which was um, – I guess it's not really a trend, but it's just like a fun uh, piece of wedding news that was like a big uh, – viral moment this past month, which is this photographer. I believe her name is Hunter Lachey, Hunter Lachey Photography Uh um, out of Tennessee. She had a couple reach out and say, hey, um, we'll do whatever. Like we do our engagement photos. We're open to anything. And she had this idea, I guess, for a while that no one was down to try of taking photos outside of Olive Garden because the Olive Garden <laughs> looks on the outside like like they look like they could be in Italy. They do. And she's just <laughs> it's amazing. She's just posing them like very specifically in specific yeah. spots where you can't see like an Olive Garden logo and they're amazing. Yeah. yeah. So like it makes me want to do it, but I our Olive Garden does not have this facade well, outside. Well, that's the other thing, right? Is not <laughs> not every Olive Garden is this beautiful. And I think that I read that she said that they were like it was like like a five in the morning or yeah, it was like six some o'clock crazy early. Yeah. Yeah. But the um, light it's like get, a like, sunrise session at Olive Garden. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that was like a fun yeah. viral moment um yes this month and also one other last quick thing to mention we don't have a really a celebrity wedding we had so many last month but i did want to to clear the air and just <laughs> everyone know that vogue i'm not gonna say that that i like jlo's wedding that's not where this is going um, i want to clear the air and say that vogue actually right after we spoke last time did give Draymond Green Their his own, own spread yeah. for his wedding. 
<laughs> and it's amazing. It's all emerald <laughs> and gold and like just ridiculously lavish um, mm-hmm. insanity. So if you haven't had a chance to to take a look through that, you, you should look and enjoy <laughs> everything that is an NBA superstar wedding. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I did just see, just to loop back to Olive Garden one more quick second, I did just see that Olive Garden is paying for that couple's honeymoon to Italy. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got they so, got great press. If anyone like, wants a Cape Cod red lobster shoot, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> That's hilarious. You're like, let's go to the Alamo and shoot at <laughs> I don't know. But on the border or something like <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be like a new trend. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean it's really amazing what she did, but it also doesn't hurt yeah. that apparently in in Tennessee the, the olive gardens look like that. <laughs> How about a McDonald's play place? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> The irony of the fact that you were just like, don't do your f- pictures in a Chick-fil-A. And now Olive Garden just like bankrolled someone's honeymoon to Italy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Chick-fil-A isn't giving you anything because everyone takes wedding photos there. Neither is In-N-Out giving you anything because everyone Truth. takes wedding photos there. <laughs> True. Pick somewhere different like Red Lobster, like you said, and yeah. you never know. You never know. I'm going to spend the rest of my night trying to think of restaurant themed <laughs> honeymoons <laughs> and shoots. Oh my gosh, that's so much. Hey, you know what, Amanda? Your engagement photos we did at Shells. Come on, we Shells. Did. We did. Shells is a local mini golf and ice cream establishment. They should have given me a, a trip to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, uh, we are going to cut over to our conversation with Lauren now. And Lauren has some great advice as always with some great takeaways. Um, so let's turn it over to Lauren. All right. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. (laughs) It's that time of the month. No, not that time of the month. It's the time of the month. (laughs) Where you know what happens, we bring our main main (laughs) woman, your friend, my cousin, Lauren, on to talk about whatever you want to talk to Lauren about. Lauren is our overall good advice giver, because let's be honest, Betsy and I's advice is subpar on its own. (laughs) (laughs) And we're so excited this month because we don't even have to pretend. We have a real listener question for you, Lauren. <laughs> and um, from an awesome listener who we love and also a friend of mine and my husband's who is currently planning her wedding. Um, and so our anonymous listener asks Lauren – How do you deal with the overwhelming fear of your wedding feeling too basic? As in, we just booked a venue, but I feel sick to my stomach because my contrarian tendencies 
want me to elope in the middle of the woods somewhere? What types of things should you reasonably expect to compromise complete individuality on so you don't lose your mind? So that's the question. And the context that we were provided (laughs) is that this person is not a fan of the Enneagram, but they've been typed as a four, but they're not into it. (laughs) So Lauren, (laughs) Betsy, thoughts? Right. It's a hard question to like generalize because it's like everyone's going to have different things that they can compromise like individuality on, but I'm trying to make it as general as possible here. Mm-hmm. So I went back and forth on saying this because I didn't want the anonymous listener to get upset, but there actually is something, I think it's pronounced koinophobia, which actually means like phobia of being ordinary. <laughs> So actually, this is a common thing that people experience. (laughs) So she's not alone, but even though she might want to be alone, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so to kind of deal with this phobia, um, I have like three main takeaways. That's how I'm going to try to give my advice from now on because I get so excited to give advice and I just like go on rants. But I just want to have kind of Three main points for people to remember when they walk away from it. Um, So the first main takeaway that I have is sort of like categorize importance. So if you're coming from like a mindfulness perspective, like generally, I thought it was really interesting once I read like, if you think about things mindfully, you can think, you can categorize all your thoughts as like dislike or ignoring so basically what I just said you either agreed with disagreed with or didn't listen to and that's kind of how you can approach all things so like I would say at the beginning of your planning process like kind of sit down and those words might not work maybe it's like care deeply don't care as much and like neutral and so especially for someone like with a personality like this it's gonna have to be like a hard It's probably going to take a while to make those kinds of decisions. But it's like, if you care really deeply about your dress being different Mm -hmm. from everyone else's, that goes in that category. Whereas maybe like, I don't care if the food is like some like crazy different food that no one's ever had. So that goes in that category. And that way that you, you know, that you've set aside time to sort of like, I've, I'm making this very unique to me. And it's very important to me that it's unique to me. And then you can sort of like, you have to think about it in like hard terms. Like, okay, do I want an elopement in the woods or do I want like a venue that I feel is more basic? So that's like, do I want my family there or do I want like a very unique setting? And neither one is wrong, but it's just like really like looking at which do I care more deeply about like people being there or being like in a unique setting. So it's kind of just like looking at it like that. Um, And then, like, even if you end up picking, you know, a venue that you don't think is that amazing, like, just throw something, like, crazy, like, off the wall there that makes it feel original. Like, I kind of think of, like, Amanda's wedding, like, how you kind of took a really cool, it was already a really cool venue, let's be honest, but, like, you made the catacombs part of it, kind of where you were getting married, to sort of, like, make it original to you. So it's, like, even if a place seems based, like, basic quote-unquote like you could probably make it your own and make it original so that's like first like categorize importance of things that you care deeply about you don't care deeply about and you're neutral (laughs) if that makes sense 
Yeah. So it's kind of like Marie Kondo. You're like holding each decision (laughs) in your heart and deciding (laughs) if it sparks joy. If it sparks Mm -hmm. joy for me not to have my family there and to elope in the woods, then that's the choice I should make. That's something I care strongly about. (laughs) Right. I think too, when I was thinking about, about this and thinking about like, I, I have been to a lot of weddings as a guest and as a vendor and there are many times that I will see the same thing happen Mm -hmm. at multiple weddings, whether it's trendy or it's tradition or it's something that the couple, you know, found to be really unique or thought of. It's likely that nothing you do is going to be like, you're the first person to do it. However, it's really important to remember that this is like your one wedding, you know, this is the only time you're going to like do this with this person. And so, um, even if it's not unique in the grand scheme of like weddings, it's unique to you. And Mm -hmm. this event is unique for you. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not an event that you repeat yearly or monthly or anything like that. And so I think, being able to try to let go of the what if I'm basic or what if, you know, this has been done before, it yeah. will be freeing in a sense because it's still your one wedding. Yeah. It, it's funny that you say that because that's another one of my main takeaways is focus on the meaning behind the experience. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking like, you know, if one other person has done something that you did at your wedding, like your basic, like it's already happened. Like I'm sure the first person that like had, I, I don't even know something like for a while, like everyone's using Mason jars. Like I'm sure the first person that did that thought like, wow, like this is, well now, you know, then it turns into something. You just never know like what trends are going to like right. turn into a big trend and what's not. So there's no point in focusing on that. But what I can guarantee you is that there's never been like a love like you and your partners because you and your partner are totally original. You've never gotten married before probably. And so like, this is the first time that's ever going to happen. So focus on that original meaning of like your love behind the wedding rather than like where it is or what decor is going to be there or whatever. And also if your partner isn't the same personality type, it could start to just like, you know, it could create distance between you guys if you're like so focused on making it original or something. And they're like, Oh, I just like, (laughs) I'm excited to like get married. Like, like just keep focusing on that meaning behind the experience rather than one small detail Mm -hmm. um, of whatever it may be that it's hard to like get out of your mind. Just try to frame it like that. Like there's never been the love that we have right now. And that's what's making it so original. And what's, what's takeaway number three, Lauren? Give it to us. Takeaway number three, and it's one of the hardest things that any of us can do because <laughs> it's kind of one of those things you say, but you don't really do, but you have to do it. It's like, just don't compare yourself to other weddings. Like, and I mean this particularly after deposits have been made, after decisions have been made, don't keep going on Pinterest. Don't keep going on Instagram and like looking at all these different pictures. Like once 
these things have been decided. I mean, even before that, like everyone should just never compare themselves to anyone. But once the decisions have been made, stop comparing what other weddings look like to yours. If it means you have to like mute some people that are getting married, like do whatever you got to do. But like trying to think of, I always think of comparison in general, like someone is always going to be better than you and someone is always going to be worse than you. That's a fact. Like, so there's like Kim Kardashian had a wedding in like Italy and then they flew to France or something. And there's a wedding that's been better than that. And there's been a wedding that's worse than that. Like you're always going to have someone better and worse. There's no point in comparisons to other weddings. Like, and that's just, that's the end of it. And also social media is very deceiving. Like you may see a picture of someone getting, having an elopement in the woods by themselves. But then as soon as that picture was taken, a bear ran in and like mauled them. Like you don't know what happened after that picture was taken. So it's like, there's no point in comparison, comparing yourself to like other people's photos that are like that. Um, I'm like, at the end of the day, the quote that I'm like living by, cause I just think it's so true is like, we don't like everyone, but we think everyone should like us. So just like some people are going to think like, wow, that wedding was so unique and original. Some people are going to think like, I've seen it, like, don't care. I think like, it doesn't matter because you had a special meaning behind your own experience. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. You know, I like – Like in that same vein, as you were talking, it reminded me, I wasn't even thinking about this before, that our episode four is like a perfect example of like not comparing and just knowing that you as a couple offer something unique and different as it is, because that's where we talked to two sisters, Margaret and Emily, and they got married And they had the same venue, the same color scheme, like so much of the aesthetic choices were Mm -hmm. the same and the choices about the flow of the day and the food and things like that were the same. But I, I always hear Margaret in my head saying, just trust that the vibe of your wedding is going to be good. Because Mm -hmm. she just Mm -hmm. knew that, like, what they were going to bring was going to be fun and different, even though Mm -hmm. they had picked the same, like, stuff on paper. And even looking at the pictures, having not been there, I can tell that they were totally unique because they're totally different couples. But also, like, don't don't be afraid to throw tradition to the wall if there are things that you, like Lauren said, that you really deeply care about being different with. And go f- balls to the walls. Do it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, anyone who sat through Zach and I's ceremony, no. <laughs> and this couple did, you just go balls to the walls. Even if you know your dad's going to make fun of you for the rest of your life, <laughs> you just go for it. And and even the episode that, that came out last week with my cousin Rachel, like – she cared super deeply as an, a similar Enneagram 4 personality type about having a dress that was very unique, exactly what you were saying, Lauren. So in some ways, she knew that you know they didn't want to spend a ton of money in, on certain things or put a lot of 
you know, effort into certain things, but like for her, it was fashion. That's what she's into and that needed to be unique. And so that was worth the extra time, the extra money, but other things just like, you know, to some extent it is, it is, it's a wedding. (laughs) Yeah. So there are certain things that happen in a certain way, typically, and it's always the same. <laughs> it's true. So true. Yeah. And like, again, you know, just like you said, like, even if you are the first to do it, it could turn into a trend. Like, mm-hmm. but you you can still cherish it. Like, you can still cherish whatever right. you like because it's mm-hmm. the sentiment behind it and the meaning behind it is there. So yeah. I think that's super yeah. important to, to think about. I think that's great, Lauren. I think that's super helpful. And I think this is one that's just honestly harder than some of the other questions we've talked about. Like it's not cut and dry. It's really about digging deep and deciding what's what's worth the extra effort. And and a lot of times there's money tied into that to make it unique right. in quotes might cost more. And so you know, um, like some cool like modern art museum venue or something is going to be more expensive than just like the the next, you know, hotel ballroom down the street. Mm -hmm. But, but just like Margaret said, trust the vibe. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us and feel free people, please submit questions. She has a lot of wisdom to offer and, and Betsy and I'll say shit too. So <laughs> helpful shit. <laughs> Thanks Lauren for joining us as always. Of course. It's always a pleasure. All right. Well, always great to have Lauren with us. So to round out this conversation, let's talk about what we're planning for October. What do you got coming up, Amanda? So, This family wedding that we've been talking about is finally happening in October, and we're so excited. It's going to be the best. And I am planning my outfits for the Mm. whole weekend. Um, I literally purchased – so, like, there's kind of, like, a rehearsal dinner night. I purchased, like, a pair of um, cute pants and, like, a little black halter – um, sweater for that with like some caramel colored shoes because that's like the color scheme of the wedding. And then for the departure day, the day after the wedding, I purchased like a caramel colored Madewell sweater dress. And then for the day of the wedding, um, my cousins and I are coordinating in black jumpsuits Mine has come in the mail from Nordstrom, and I'm so excited about it with some sparkly black heels and some black snake earrings. So that is what I am excited about and planning, although this was like my first time to kind of order clothing offline. Like it's not something I do often, and the pants came in way too big and the shoes came in too small. So (laughs) got to do some some adjusting, but that's what I'm planning. (laughs) <laughs> nice. What uh, are you planning? So we are in the home stretch um, here of our house build. So we have been building our forever home. Um, 
since May. We broke ground in May and we've been, we sold our previous house in March. So we have been out and of our house and not really homeless because of our wonderful parents who have let us <laughs> bop between my mom's house and your parents' house. But um, we are coming into the final stretch. So it's been really exciting to see it kind of come together. And I am in the final like planning stages of furniture pieces that we need. I like constantly have Wayfair and other furniture <laughs> websites open on my computer and just like scrolling for mm-hmm. stools for the kitchen and like a breakfast table and ottoman and stuff like that. Just those final pieces. Um, and we're just kind of getting the the last couple pieces in place to get ready to move in. So we're excited yeah. about that. And <laughs> it's been fun to plan like all the organization and decor and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We got to walk through their house last weekend and it's going to be so awesome. I'm so excited. And I'm um, just as a reminder, there is only crate and barrel outlet to shop for decor <laughs> at. Mm, yes. That's that's where it's all at. But yeah, it's gonna be so fun. Um and I'm I'm planning to help you move when the time comes. So sweet. I am we haven't we should have a settlement date in the next couple of days, I think, but we are both like, uh, it's going to be the day of the wedding. <laughs> like that will just be the way it falls. And that's, it'll be fine if it is, but, um, we were excited. So I'm excited to kind of just get to settle in. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And next, right. next month, when you all join us, we can talk about the most important thing of the year, which is Halloween. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our September AB conversation. Um, again, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you so much for being with us again this week. Um, another special shout out that uh, our podcast episodes are mixed and edited and mastered by our wonderful husbands, Zach and AJ. And um, we will see you and be back in your ears next week. Thanks so much. Well, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs>